Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the In My Own Words NFL podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Templin. It is April 17th, 2020, podcast episode number one. I know a lot of fans in the NFL are getting excited for the upcoming NFL draft at their very exciting free agency period, ready to turn the page into the 2020 season. But before we do that, I would like to discuss today, in my opinion, the top 10 quarterbacks of the 2019 season. And before we dive into the list, I just want to wish everyone out there well. I hope they're staying safe. hope they're staying sane under the lockdown and quarantine procedures thanks to COVID-19. Um, as of this recording, and I wrote this script up a few days ago, 642,000 people in the United States have tested positive for COVID-19 with about 28,000 deaths. But 52,000 people have thankfully been able to recover. So just hope everyone's doing well, staying safe, and hopefully we can get back to a normal state um, very, very soon. Uh, before we move into the list, I think it's important to acknowledge some NFL stars and teams who have helped contribute to the cause. Um, some notes here, thanks to credit source of NFL.com. Falcons quarterback Matt Ryan donated $100,000 to help those in Atlanta affected for the, by the virus. The Morse family of the Buffalo Bills donated $100,000 to the organization to help elderly, youth, and community members who need food and supplies. Obviously, the elderly and youth community members um, two groups of people who are highly susceptible to the virus, so very good job there from the Morse family. Broncos CEO Joe Elias donated $500,000 to the Colorado COVID-19 fund. Rams quarterback Jared Goff donated $250,000 to the Los Angeles Food Bank. Um, Gailey Benson of the Saints donated a million dollars to the COVID-19 research fund. The 49ers donated $500,000 to the San Francisco Workforce. Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson donated 1 million meals to families in Seattle. J.J. Watt of the Texans supplied over 1 million meals and $350,000 in donations. The Miami Dolphins pledged $500,000 to elderly and youth communities. The Ravens donated $1 million to COVID-19 nonprofit organizations. And the Chicago Bears donated $250,000 to COVID-19 response funds. And so many more teams and players have also contributed. So a special thanks uh, to all the teams and individual athletes who are doing something in their communities to help fight the spread of coronavirus and help the crippling economy. Um, so great job by them. Getting into the top 10 quarterback list of 2019, in my opinion, starting with number 10, Josh Allen, quarterback of the Buffalo Bills. He's from Wyoming College. He was selected in the first round, seventh overall in 2018. He's a young guy, 23 years old, just finished up his second year uh, in the National Football League. In 2019, Josh Allen had 3,089 passing yards, 20 touchdowns against nine interceptions, and an 85.3 passer rating. But he just wasn't good through the air. He was also good on the ground, rushing for 510 yards as a quarterback, and he also added nine rushing touchdowns to his total for the season. He had several fourth quarter comeback games. And the most important aspect um, from Josh Allen is that especially with Tom Brady moving out of the division to go play with Tampa Bay, the AFC East is wide open and the talent and the poise and the play that the Buffalo Bills organization showed this year automatically makes them front runners for the AFC East in 2020 for sure. And Josh Allen really took that next step did not go into a sophomore slump at all. He played phenomenal all season. The Bills, the Bills Mafia, the fan base, um, trying to get back into the playoffs. They've only competed in two playoff games since the 2000s. Josh Allen got them back in there for their second one. 
had a great competitive game against the Houston Texans. Started off that game very well. Unfortunately, they lost 22-19, to but if Josh Allen continues his growth into 2020 and beyond, I think the Buffalo Bills definitely have their franchise quarterback. Coming in at number nine, Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. He's from Mississippi State College. He was a fourth-round selection, 135 overall in the 2016 NFL Draft. He's 26 years old. He's a two-time pro bowler and a 2016 Pepsi Rookie of the Year. Now, obviously, Dallas and the NFC East in general had their struggles throughout the season, fighting for who was going to get that playoff spot, fighting for who was going to win the division much of the year. Um, even Washington and the Giants at one point in the season, despite a terrible record, had an opportunity to come up and win it with like seven or eight wins. So it was a dogfight, but Dak Prescott had a phenomenal 2019 campaign, 4,902 passing yards, 30 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, and had a really solid quarterback rating of 99.7. He finished second in passing yards among quarterbacks, and he led Dallas to the number one overall offense in the league, which is surprising that they didn't um, have 10, 11 wins on the season with a number one offense. But they did score more than 30 points in all eight of their wins. They were able to make the playoffs, lost to the LA Rams 30-22, to but, I mean, Dak Prescott, he, he's, he played a phenomenal campaign in 2019. They got Ezekiel Elliott locked down. They got to negotiate Dak's contract. They got to get this man signed um, for 2020 and beyond. And I think if he can stay consistent, the Dallas Cowboys could make a run of the Super Bowl in the coming years. Obviously, the signing of new head coach Mike McCarthy will be interesting to watch next year as well. But for now, Dak Prescott is under fire for hosting a party at his house during the COVID-19 lockdown, breaking the 10-person gathering procedures, although Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott both claimed it was a dinner party with less than 10 people. He's still being investigated uh, for that. But he definitely, the Dallas Cowboys, no doubt, have to sign this man uh, to a future deal. Coming in at number eight, Drew Brees, quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. Purdue College, second-round pick, number 32 overall, all the way back in the 2001 NFL Draft. He's 41 years old. He's a Super Bowl champion, a Super Bowl MVP, and an astonishing 13-time pro bowler. In 2019, Breeze had 2,979 passing yards, 27 touchdowns, only four interceptions, and a really solid rating of 116.3. And he did all that, missing five starts with that thumb injury he threw way less passes than he usually does in a 16-game season. Teddy Bridgewater and Taysom Hill had a considerable amount of snaps at the quarterback position, so really solid work from Drew Brees given um, that he missed five starts. He was also ranked second in the league in passer rating and tied for fifth overall in touchdown passes at 27. In fact, he was one percentage point shy away from breaking the all-time completion percentage record and he also broke, uh, hit the hit the landmark of 547 touchdown passes, um, breaking the most for all time, which was a special moment for Saints fans this season as well. He got him into the postseason, but lost a critical matchup to the Minnesota Vikings. Again, they were definitely expected to win 26 to 20. So that's why Bree sits at eight and not a little bit further down on the list. Coming in at number seven, Carson Wentz, quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, this man has taken a lot of criticism, especially fumbling the football, turning the football over a lot, but he did a hell of a job 
for the Philadelphia Eagles in 2019, given the fact that they were playing with practice squad players as, as their starters for most of the year. An absolute depleted offense, especially in the wide receiver position. He did a phenomenal job. North Dakota State College is where he came from. He was the number two overall pick in the first round of the 2016 draft. And yes, Nick Foles won them the Super Bowl, but he is considered a Super Bowl champion. Phenomenal 2007 campaign as he made it to the Pro Bowl that year. 27 years old. In 2019, Wentz had 4,039 passing yards, 27 touchdowns against 7 interceptions, and a really solid 93.1 passer rating. And he carried the Eagles to the NFC East title despite the offensive struggles, despite all the injuries. He was able to get them to the NFC um, East, able to get them the NFC East title and get them a home playoff game as well. Like I mentioned, he had a depleted offense, a depleted receiving core. The overall team was stagnated with injuries. Uh, he just did a phenomenal job. And specifically in the month of December, where playoff football is expected, playoff implications are on the line, he played his best brand of football when he needed to. Ten touchdowns, just one interception in the month of December, and he averaged 300 yards per game. So while Wentz is being criticized for fumbling the football, not tucking in and running it enough, maybe running sometimes a little bit too much, not being quick with his decision-making. Overall, if you look at it from a st statistical standpoint, he had a really solid campaign in 2019, got them the NFC East title, and then was able to host a playoff game against a much better Seattle team. They fought hard in that game, lost 17-9. to Coming in at number six, Ryan Tannehill, quarterback of the Tennessee Titans, He's a Texas A&M guy, selected in the first round, pick eight of the 2012 NFL Draft. Of course, started his career with my favorite team, the Miami Dolphins. But he completely rejuvenated his career in 2019. He was a pro ball selection and the recipient of the 2019 Comeback Player of the Year Award. He sits at 31 years old. And this guy, when you look at it, we'll look at his stats, look at everything he did in 2019. Absolutely phenomenal. 2,747 passing yards, 22 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, 117.5 passer rating. And guys, he became the starter for the Titans when I believe they had like a 2-4 and four record. Marcus Mariota struggling. Ryan Tannehill was given the reins of this offense in Week 7. He only had 10 games to play um, for this team in the 2019 season. And to put up those numbers was absolutely astonishing. He led the NFL in passer rating all 32 quarterbacks. He was number one and yards per attempt. I know in Miami, he was known for short and immediate routes, but he really was able to push the ball downfield in Tennessee. And like I said, led, led the NFL in passer rating and yards per attempt. The Titans' offense got significantly better. They scored 30.4 points on average a game and finished the season 7-3 and three when Ryan Tannehill took over. Now, admittedly, Derrick Henry had a big factor in it as well, especially in the postseason. I think Ryan had his better play in the regular season. He wasn't as much of a factor in the postseason, but he did his job. As the Titans made it all the way to the AFC title game, losing to the eventual Super Bowl champion and the Kansas City Chiefs. But I remember a few weeks prior to that, uh, the Tennessee Titans had a phenomenal game against the Chiefs, very high scoring, in which they defeated Kansas City. Um, so they really had a great shot in that game. It kind of got out of hand, kind of got away from them a little bit, but they they played hard. 
Um, eliminated the New England Patriots in the wild card round, which was great. Shocking Baltimore as well, which was awesome. So great job for Ryan Tannehill. He got a contract extension. He's the future quarterback for that team, and hopefully his consistency carries over. Coming in at number five, another 2012 uh, draft pick, Kirk Cousins, quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings from Michigan State. He's a two-time pro bowler, 31 years old, uh, 3,603 passing yards, 26 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, 107.4 passer rating. He finished 4th in completion percentage um, despite having an atrocious offensive line that had trouble protecting him all season, quite frankly. And he came up big in primetime games. You know, Kirk Cousins had this reputation for not being able to win big games, especially in primetime, Monday night, Thursday night, Sunday night. He had a huge rift with Stefan Diggs not being able to get him the ball and other guys in the locker room just becoming frustrated with him not being able to get wins. And, you know, Vikings got rid of Case Keenum, brought in Kirk Cousins on a mega deal. So a lot of frustration boiled up in this locker room. He was able to keep composed, led the Vikings down a really good stretch into the playoffs, defeating the Redskins, Cowboys, and Seahawks in primetime games. And they even defeated the Saints, a team that was projected to be in the Super Bowl, in the postseason, and then they lost to the eventual NFC representatives in the Super Bowl, the 49ers, in the um, after they beat the Saints. So their season got put on a halt against a very good football team, but Kirk Cousins did a phenomenal job um, progressing. He really could have stayed in that slump. He maybe could have even been traded or cut from the team if he kept that performance going, but he got his poise together and finished off the season in a remarkable way. Coming in at number four, Deshaun Watson, quarterback of the Houston Texans. He's from Clemson College. He was the 12th overall selection in the first round of the 2017 NFL Draft. He is a two-time pro bowler, and he's still young, 24 years old. Had a really good season, 3,852 passing yards, 26 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and a 98 quarterback rating. Houston had a terrible time on defense for most of the season. Deshaun really was the backbone of this team, along with DeAndre Hopkins, to carry this team into the AFC South. They had two huge key victories this season over the Kansas City Chiefs and New England Patriots, which led them to becoming AFC South champions. You know, Deshaun Watson does it all. He makes some phenomenal throws through the air, threads the needle really well. He's able to find DeAndre Hopkins, put the ball in a spot where only uh, DeAndre can get it. And he had multiple touchdowns in 10 of his 15 starts, including running and passing. He can get it done through the air, and he's also very mobile um, with his legs as well. Next year, he will be missing DeAndre Hopkins, so we'll see if Deshaun Watson can stay a top-10 quarterback and get Houston another AFC South title. We are getting into the top three. You are listening to the In My Own Words NFL podcast. Again, I'm your host, Aaron Templin. Today we are talking about my top 10 quarterbacks of the 2019 season as we get ready to turn the page into 2020. We are in the top three right now. And coming in at number three, Russell Wilson, quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks. Outstanding 2019 season. He's from Wisconsin College. He was selected 75th overall in the third round of the 2012 draft. So Kirk Cousins and Ryan Tannehill went before him. But Russell Wilson is a Super Bowl champion. He's a seven-time pro bowler. And he was the NFL Rookie of the Year in 2012. 31-year-old, had 4,110 passing yards, 31 touchdowns, only five interceptions, and an outstanding 107.4 quarterback passer 
rating. This guy was the MVP for the league, MVP front runner next to Lamar Jackson most of the season before Lamar really broke out and did some phenomenal things. He carried Seattle to the playoffs, lacking a lot of help. Seattle struggled a little bit defensively this year, didn't have much help on offense. Um, Russell really did an outstanding job getting the ball downfield, keeping it short and intermediate, um, check down screens, making plays happen with his legs, scrambling out of the pocket, extending plays, kind of making things happen in impossible situations. He was really great this year. Um, he got to the playoffs, defeated the Eagles in the wild card round, and lost a tough one to the Green Bay Packers, 28-23 to in the divisional round. But another outstanding year from Russell Wilson. I know Seattle has high aspirations to be back in the Super Bowl soon. I think he can get him there. Getting into the top two, my number two quarterback for the 2019 season is Lamar Jackson from the Baltimore Ravens. From Louisville College, first round pick, number 32 overall in the 2018 draft. He was a pro ball selection in 2019, the NFL MVP in 2019. Obviously, just an outstanding season. Never seen anything like it. 3,127 passing yards, 36 touchdowns, 6 picks, and 113.3 passer rating. Some outstanding numbers despite taking on a lot of criticism for being a running back kind of quarterback, not really having a reputation for being a good thrower, silenced a lot of critics this year. He had the most touchdown passes in the league, and he simply turned Baltimore into the best team in the league. I think John Harbaugh deserves a lot of credit for making this team, making this offense surrounding the strengths of Lamar. It paid off in a huge way, executing the the wildcat, the read option, the checkdowns, the screens, uh, the any any way you can get him involved in the game. He was just phenomenal all year long. Lamar had two games with a perfect passer rating and three games with a rating over 134, which is unheard of. And even though he's the quarterback of this team and silenced the critics through the air, he still broke the quarterback rushing record, had 1,206 rushing yards, and seven rushing touchdowns as the quarterback. Some running backs in the league never even got past 1,000 yards this season. The quarterback of this team um, accomplished that feat this season, and they had Mark Ingram as their tailback. It was a phenomenal combination for them. The reason Lamar sits at number two instead of number one, for me personally, it's just because he has the reputation of not... He doesn't have a great playoff record. He's obviously minimal experience. I think he'll change that over the course of his career but he has a reputation for not being able to win in that kind of atmosphere and with the kind of aspirations and the expectations that they had going into the postseason I think it's just a little bit of a disappointment that he wasn't able to get his team all over the hump and into the big game and that's what separates Lamar Jackson from my number one guy Patrick Mahomes quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs from Texas Tech round one 10th overall in the 2017 draft. Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP this se- this season, two-time Pro Bowl selection, and he was the NFL MVP of the 2018 season, had a great campaign in 2018, wasn't able to have the exact year in 2019, had some injuries, but still great numbers. 4,031 passing yards, 26 touchdowns, five interceptions, 105.3 passer rating we talked about it he was the last year's league mvp 
And this guy, just, again, phenomenal things that he can do, create plays in impossible situations, push the ball downfield, uh, just a phenomenal athlete. He's arguably the best player in the game. And in 2019, he missed two games with that scary dislocated knee, and he struggled with ankle injuries throughout most of the season, but still was able to put up some phenomenal numbers. He was top 10 in yards and touchdowns, and he locked up the AFC second seed in the postseason. And just what simply separates him from Lamar this year for me is that he was able to get to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl, and it comes with a great pride because he was able to get legendary coach Andy Reid his first ring as well in Kansas City as he got his first ring in the National Football League as well. So it was a very special moment. So that is my list for the top 10 quarterbacks of the 2019 season. I would love to hear your thoughts on anybody that you feel was snubbed from this list. I know Aaron Rodgers is probably a name that um, a lot of you would be surprised that I don't have on my list. Um, but let me know if any other guys should be on the list that I missed. Um, make sure to comment, like, give me a follow on Spotify, on Instagram. Um, next week, I got a very exciting show planned. Um, we're going to be talking about the 2020 draft. Going to be doing kind of a mock draft of the first round. All 32 picks, I'm going to be giving you my selection of who I think the team should take. And then I pulled some fan accounts on Instagram, and you're going to be able to hear who they think their team should take uh, with their pick in the NFL draft. So again, this is the In My Own Words podcast. I'm Aaron Templin. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you in episode two.